This is the Well-Centered Woman Podcast, a space created to provide practical wisdom for every faith-based lady influencer, creative, and entrepreneur who desires to better manage her emotions under pressure. In every episode, we discuss what it takes to stay centered and sane while operating in purpose using faith, community, and practical wisdom. Grab your journal, coffee, and tea, and let's start getting our emotions all the way together. I'm your host, Tanika Maria, and welcome to the podcast. Hello, 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 beautiful people. This is take two on my Monday pop-up live here on YouTube. I am testing this out, getting back into the swing of going live again. So I appreciate your patience and whether I have zero or one or three or nothing, I'm going to get out here, pour and share as God leads me. And the title of today's uh, topic, if you will, um, I'm going to do my best to come out here on Mondays and Fridays. Just go live, share my heart, have lunch with you. You can go back and catch the replay. For those of you who are joining me, my name is Tanika Maria. I'm a certified Christian life coach. I'm all about helping high achieving women heal, get real, be healed, let that healing seal, stay still and stay healed, right? I said that all kinds of ways, but at any rate, my passion is for to help women to pivot as they pivot and as they transition through life's seasons to continually heal and to show up as their best and most authentic self. And today, today, what's really on my heart is this whole spirit of haste. Why are we in such a hasty, rushing spirit? You know, and what happens when we operate and move too quickly without adequate thought? What happens when we move too quickly? You know what I'm talking about? The times where we spoke too soon, acted ill-advisedly, moved in our emotions. All of the times we say something and the minute it comes out of our mouths, we regret it. How many of you have done that? The minute you said something and it came out of your mouth, you regretted it and you can't take it back. Or the times where you made a critical decision, you were tired, you didn't feel like thinking too hard. Uh, you didn't want to be bothered. You don't want to talk to people. And you just said yes. And you, or you said no. Or whatever you did, right? And then you come back later and find out it was totally the wrong move. It was an absolutely inappropriate. It cost you. It was not a profitable decision because you made that decision in a spirit of haste. Made that decision made a critical decision in emotions, being tired, not wanting to think it through, not wanting to be bothered. Or what happens to us is we're override that nudge from God, right? We just want, we want what we want. And then there's that sense of anxiety. It's like a little nudge and a little anxiety, but you keep, you push past that and you make the decision that you want based on how you're feeling. And but God is like, mm, you might want to hold back. Don't take your time and hold back, especially when it comes to matters of the heart. Right. Especially when it comes to matters of the heart. And we're getting that little nudge that we should take a slow our roll and we bulldoze past it because we want what we want. The spirit of rush and the spirit of haste has created so much pain in our lives, way more pain than we could ever imagine. Right. Let's define what haste is because I'm operating. Haste is not a word that you hear a lot. 
but it's still a, a word that's, that aptly describe, describes what we do. Haste is defined as acting with excessive speed with, without insufficient consideration. Let me say that again. Haste is when you act with excessive speed with insufficient consideration of all of the facts. This is good. It can also be defined as something said or done in a hurried or cursory fashion without due deliberation, prayerfulness, or forethought. Let me repeat that definition again. When you're hasty, when you're busting, when you're rushing, when you're making critical decisions and when you're moving and you're grooving and you're not thinking, you're operating in emotions and you know you're just doing what you do. Haste can be defined as something said or done in a hurried or cursory fashion without due deliberation, prayerfulness, or forethought. And in the Bible, yes, I'm going to quote the scripture, we find in Proverbs 14:29b, he that is of a hasty spirit exalteth folly. So if I'm a hasty and rushy woman, guess what? I'm exalting foolishness. I can't claim to be, you know, a high achieving woman of faith. I can't claim to be a boss chick and moving and grooving and doing this, that, and the third. But I am being hasty because I am led by my feelings. And I'm lit. I feel, I feel and uh, hasty, right? Acts 19.36 in the Amplified. I love this when it says, seeing then that these things cannot be denied, you ought to keep quiet, keep yourselves in check, and do nothing rashly. Let me read that again. It says, seeing then that these things cannot be denied, you ought to keep to be quiet, keep yourselves in check and do nothing rashly. How many times have we done things rashly? And the way the world is set up now with social media, it's a whole spirit of acceleration. It's like everything is speeded up. Everything in our lives are speeded up. We have the attention span of a gnat. The average human has an attention span of about seven seconds online as we're scrolling social media, right? And we're moving so fast. And so we make rash Hasty decisions, right? The last one, Proverbs 29, 20. Do you see a man, and I put or woman in quotes, who is hasty in his words? There is more hope for a self-confident fool than for him. So why do we tend to act in haste? Why do we do it, right? Where does this pressure, where does this propensity to act now? Like I got to do something now, now. Now, I got to say something now. I got to do something now. I got to step to them now. I got to call them now. I need to send that email now. I need to send that text message now. I need to do it now. Like, where does that come from, this great intensity? And why do we rush? And why do we push so much all of the time? So there's lots of reasons why we do. But I think for today's discussion, and again, it's going to be Monday lunchtime. I'm going to go live every Monday um, around lunchtime is my goal. Two reasons, two reasons why we will act and speak and do things in a spirit of rush hastily without consideration, without adequate prayer, without thinking. Number one is impatience and impatience. When you, whenever you peel back the layer of impatience, it's always rooted in fear. Impatience always comes from fear. And we're going to break that down a little bit. And the second reason is 
of course, stress and anxiety from our circumstances. We're allowing our circumstances to move us instead of being moved by the truth of knowing that we are children of God, that I belong to God. And even though my circumstances are screaming, I don't have to move according to my circumstances. I move according to the truth of who I am and what I know is the truth and not my feelings or my circumstances. And again, the first one, impatience, which is fear. I'm scared. I'm scared I'm going to miss out. I'm scared something's going to happen. If I don't do something now, I'm scared. I'm scared. That's what it's coming from. So number one, impatience. One of my favorite Bible teachers from back in the day, Joyce Myers, had a teaching entitled Why Why God Why and When God When. And so when you're asking those questions, it's like you're impatient. You've been waiting and waiting and waiting for something to change in your situation. It has not changed. And so now, God, I'm, I'm just waiting. Like, why is it taking so long? And it gets very, very frustrating. And see, we get tired of waiting on God for a particular thing to happen. We're waiting for this to happen. We've been praying. We've been waiting and waiting and waiting. And and so we get impatient. But the root cause of that impatience is fear, the fear of missing out, fear that time is going to run out, fear that God, you know, we, we will be behind everybody else. Everybody, we look on social media, we look at all the things that's going on in the world. I'm like, God, you promised this. God, this has been my heart prayer. God, this has been my desire. Why not? What is going on? And so we're scared that we miss God. We're fe- scared that we're doing something wrong. We, and so it's like we're, we're jumping. We're moving in haste. We're being rushy, feeling like, okay, if I don't get this now, and there's that sense of unease, like everybody else is doing something and making progress. Everybody else is getting married. Everybody else finally quit their job and started their business. Every, this, that, and the third. And so whenever we're operating from that place, the place of fear, the place of scarcity and lack, because that's what it is. I'm feeling like I'm losing. I'm missing something. I'm supposed to be somewhere. I'm not making progress. That's the fear that drives the impatience that drives operating in a spirit of haste. That is where that impatience is coming from. But if we really believe what God says, if I believe that his promises are sure, And that there's a certainty that God loves me, that I don't need to step out prematurely in a spirit of haste. I will act prayerfully and I will move in inspired action as I'm led to do so. I don't have to be all jumpy. I don't have to be busty. I don't have to jump stupid on stuff just because I see everybody else doing it because I'm impatient. And now I've gotten myself in in a spirit of haste. We have to remember that good, that God's thoughts towards me. According to Jeremiah 29, 11, it says he's, his thoughts are good and not evil to give me an expected end. That in Numbers 23, 19, he is not a man that he should tell or act a lie. And in Psalm 118, 89, his word is forever settled in heaven. So if that's the case, then why, am I, why, why do I have to be so fearful and impatient? Do I really believe that or not? I'm preaching to myself. I'm preaching to myself. So if those scriptures are true, then why should I operate? in a spirit of impatience? Why should I be operating in a spirit of haste and fear? Number two, the second reason why we tend to operate in a hasty place, while we're rushing and busting and not really having prayerful consideration of the decisions we're making, the things we're doing, what we're saying, the emails, the text messages, the actions, the words, jumping out and doing this, simply because of stress and anxiety. The sheer stress of life, our daily circumstances, the pressure of it, how the circumstances tend to scream in our ears, and 
if we're not prayed up, if we're not full, if we're not really taking care of ourselves, the stress and anxiety of that will cause us to make decisions out of haste. We're so tired and wigged out and stressed out that we don't even have the mental capacity and fortitude to even stop and be still long enough to make a sound decision. If I'm at my threshold, my anxiety and stress is so high because of my circumstances and how I'm feeling in my body, I'm not going to take the time to think straight in order to make a wise decision. Come on, right? And so proper self-care is the foundation of any righteous endeavor. Let me say that again. Proper self-care, I'm preaching to myself, is the foundation of any righteous endeavor. We are responsible to take care of ourselves so that we're operating from our overflow so that I'm serving, I'm coming to work, I'm serving my family, I'm showing up at a place of overflow that I'm already full and I'm not showing up in a place of overwhelm and at a place of deficit. This Because at any time you're serving and showing up from a place of deficit, you're going to invite being hasty, being impatient, rushing, busting. So if I'm taking care of myself, then that's a better chance that that the rest of my life and my relationships would go much better because I'm at peace. I'm full. I'm taken care of. Then I won't be I won't be in a place where I'm so overwhelmed that I can't even think straight, that I'll speak ill advisedly, that I'll do something that I'll jump because I'm able to think your cognitive functioning, your understanding, your capacity, your emotional resiliency. All of that is tied to how well you take care of yourself mentally emotionally, spiritually, and physically. And so when that stress and anxiety and pressure hits your life, if all of those things are out of whack, you will be more prone to be impatient, right? So three ways to, to avoid operating in the spirit of haste. I heard this quote from one of my mentors, Shannon Yvette, the devil rushes, God guides. Also slow down, you'll get there faster. So we gotta be prayerful and not impulsive, right? It's like, take your time, but be led by God in all that you do. And even then you may not feel, as you're seeking God, you may still not do things exactly right, but because your heart is in the right place, because you're actively seeking him, you know that your steps are ordered by him as you continue to seek him. But if you're not even trying and attempting to seek God, and you're just moving, you know, the spirit of haste, you're bound to make decisions, say things and do things that are out of alignment and that you will regret later. When you are operating in a spirit of haste, you are a target for the enemy. When you are operating in a spirit of haste, rushing without thinking about your consequences and what's going on and what's going to happen, the consequences and side effects and implications and ramifications of your words and your actions, you are a target for the enemy and you create open doors. You create, give him something to work with because see the enemy of our souls, he's always pushing. He's always loud. It's always a loud auction, but Holy Spirit, your father. It's a still small voice. The Holy Spirit is gentle and calm. He's not all rushy and busty. He's all that the enemy is loud. That dis- distraction is loud in your ear. The Holy Spirit is going to be calm, right? The devil will always rush you and will always push you and always make you feel like you got to do it now. If you're feeling that, take a chill pill. Take a, that's, that's a surefire sign that you probably need to take a chill pill, right? Especially if you have not prayed. 
Psalm 23, he leads me beside the still waters. The still, not the wild and rushing waters, but the still waters. Number two, we're talking about three ways to, op, to, to, to avoid operating in the spirit of faith. So number two, obtain wise counsel. Seek wise counsel. Read your Bible. Talk to people that have sense, that are reliable and reputable, that have Holy Spirit, trusted people in your life that you can speak to, that you can trust with the issues that you're dealing with. That's not gossipers, people that have wisdom, that have prudence and understanding and have and love you and care that you can trust. Get wise counsel. Take your time because we're going to be held accountable for how we live and show up in our lives. So we want to seek wise counsel so that we can make wise decisions. And lastly, the acronym HALT, H-A-L-T. Remember this acrostic, HALT. Never make any decisions when you're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. H-A-L-T. Do not make any significant life-altering, financial, relational, big decisions when you're H, hungry, A, angry, L, lonely, or T, tired. Halt. Just halt, right? If you are in any of these states, halt. Don't make any decision under stress, panic, when you're hungry, when you're angry. Don't send an email to somebody at work when, they, when they're, they've really ticked you off. Don't don't fire off a crazy email because that can really hurt you. That can hurt you, right? Just take a chill pill. Wait till the next day. Don't do anything when you're in anger, super hungry, lonely, or tired. Making decisions under these circumstances will inevitably inevitably create a poor outcome. Psalm 46:10, it says, Be still and know that I am God. And also Isaiah 30, 15, in returning and rest shall you be saved. In quietness and in confidence shall be your strength, right? We can't afford to operate in a spirit of pace, especially in the treacherous and accelerated times that we're living in. And having rushing and busting and doing things ill-advisedly without wise counsel when we're hungry and angry, lonely and tired, when we're under stress and duress and we're being impatient and we've been waiting too long, it's going to cost us. It can derail our destiny so fast. You can derail your destiny by several years from one bad decision. You can derail your destiny being impatient, getting caught up in the wrong relationship because you are impatient just because you wanted what you wanted. You can derail your destiny. You can create emotional and relational chaos by sending one mistimed text message because you were mad at somebody. You can derail your destiny because you were too tired and too discombobulated. So you just handed it off or you didn't do, didn't really think about it. And you said yes, when you, you're supposed to say no, or you said no to an opportunity when you are supposed to say yes. And because of that decision, you look back in hindsight and realize how far off you've gotten. Let not, let that not you. Remember the scripture that I started with. Well, I may not have said it. Isaiah 28, 16 B. It says, he that believeth shall not make haste. Isaiah 28, 16, the second section, he that believeth shall not make haste. She that believeth shall not make haste. Let that 
Let you be the one that believe. You believe. Don't make hasty decisions. Take your time. Remember, emotions are a gauge. They are not your guide. You let your emotions subside and then you decide. You take your time and take care of yourself. Then you make the wise decision. I am Tanika Maria. I realize I did not introduce myself at the beginning. I am Tanika Maria. I'm a certified Christian life coach and I help high achieving women of faith get real, be healed as they pivot, as they transition, as they up level out of whatever situation so that they can move to the next level in their purpose. I'll be back out here again, but hopefully again on Friday for lunch. Take care and talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining me on the Well-Centered Woman podcast. If you've enjoyed what you heard today, subscribe and spread the word. Don't forget, you can gain access to more resources in your journey to emotional mastery by going to the episode website and checking out the show notes. Until next time, this is Tamika Maria right here in the journey with you, keeping those emotions all the way together.